Hey, all you beautiful and amazing hockey people out there in the hockey world. This is Jeff with uh, What the Puck Podcast. Also joining me today is my co-host. Hi, I'm Max. Great to be back on the show. And uh, before we get started today, because we do got a lot of catching up to do, we'll get to why we haven't been on uh, the last couple of weeks here in a minute. But we do want to give a loud shout out to the three uh, companies that have been with us since the beginning. Um, I do want to give a loud shout out first to uh, Mike and Paul over in uh, Bracknell, UK with uh, Fortech Clothing. They got some really great products out there, folks. Um, it, make sure you check them out at www.fortech.co.uk. They got some amazing hockey swagger on the or for off the ice, um, such as hats, hoodies, uh, t-shirts, some really nice uh, sweatpants, or as you guys also call them over in the UK, jogger style uh, pants. Um, and then for you goalies out there, um, they also do have a, a glove for your catching uh, side, which helps absorb some of the uh, shot shock um, when you do catch it. So make sure you check that out. That has been approved by elite goalies over in the UK, as well as a couple of NHL goalies, one of them who is doing currently well right now in the NHL, uh, Jack Campbell. So make sure you check that out. Again, you can find them on Twitter, uh, or not Twitter, but Instagram and Facebook um, under uh, 4Check Clothing. The next company I want to give a loud shout out to is uh, my good buddy, uh, Eric Wolf, um, out in Vegas. i uh, known him since uh, 2000. Um, when I first moved out to California, he's got himself a really great workout company called eFlow Nutrition. You can find anything from pre-workout to post-workout to in-between workout to any kind of whey protein and other supplements to help you get back into the gym and start getting uh, the healthier feeling back in you, as well as they got a bunch of swagger too. Me, I'm a shaker whore. I got pretty much every single shaker that they have. They got a new one, which is kind of driving me nuts because I haven't been able to order it yet. But trust me, folks, I will order it. And I'm trying to get Max onto the system too. So, I mean, maybe he'll turn into a swagger whore like I am for the company. But you can find some really nice t-shirts, hats, um, and a few other things. So make sure you check them out. They're on all sources of social media, such as Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Uh, just go to the search engine, type in uh, eFlow Nutrition, and it'll be the one of the very first ones that pop up. And last but not least, our good friend Mike at Hockey Art Clothing Company. Um, Really great guy, really great uh, company over there in uh, the Swindon area. Um, I've stayed in uh, communication with him here and there. He is doing the hockey uh, or learn to skate program. Um, he's moving up faster and faster um, within the uh, skating uh, realm. And he's also uh, got a really uh, good company with Hockey Dogs, I do believe uh, the company is. or um, And uh, whatnot. So... Make sure you check them out. He's got some really great products such as hats, T-shirts, um, and other items. The easiest way to explain his company is if you have that or enjoy that old school Sailor Jerry hockey tattoo style, he's got some of the greatest products out there for it. And they're all self-made. So make sure you check them out. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, just type in hockey art clothing and you will find him on all of all uh, sources. You can also find him on spaces as well as the internet at www.hockeyartclothing.co.uk. So again, uh, make sure you check all three of those companies out, stick around to the end and we'll give you a, uh, promo code for what the puck or for, uh, uh, eFlow, uh, nutrition too. So now that we're through, uh, with that. 
I'm going to hand it over to Max and have him fill you in on what's going on over in the UK between the Elite League, the NIHL, as well as a little bit of uh, the Women's uh, International Ice Hockey Federation uh, games that are going on. Uh, yeah, so really enjoying uh, giving you the uh, the updates from across the ponds and of the UK hockey. Um, probably at the end of the show, we'll try and put through our social media. Uh, Jeff will put out there the ways that you can keep track of, uh, say, your favourite team or just keep in touch with the league. Obviously, they're all on their social medias and stuff. But we'll put it out there so you can uh, click on and keep uh, keep up to date with everything. But a quick rundown as to what is happening in. The Elite League first, uh, no change at the top. Belfast Giants are leading the way with 80 points from 50 games. Uh, they are storming the league as of right now with uh, 35 wins uh, over the rest of the uh, rest of the league. Sheffield Steelers not far behind with a game in hand. 49 games played, 77 points. It's really heating up between those two teams as to um, the, the kind of who could who could take the. Uh, the league is it's a two-horse race right now between those two teams. Um, but another team in fourth, Nottingham Panthers, have secured themselves a playoff spot, a guaranteed playoff spot. They're not going to slip outside of the top eight, so they'll be uh, just now playing for position, which has come under... Well, last time, I, last time we spoke, Nottingham was kind of quite securely in that fourth place uh, with the teams below them not really catching up. Well, that's changed. Nottingham have 51 points from 49 games. Coventry Blaze, who are in fifth, have 48 points from 48 games. And the Dundee Stars, 45 uh, points as they lie in sixth. The teams aren't too far away from uh, from Nottingham catching them. Um, the top four teams will get home advantage in the quarter le- uh, quarterfinals knockout stage of the playoffs. Uh, so it is all to play for from fourth down to eighth. Um no team is really set in those in those positions. Uh, first, second, and third are pretty much set um, with the amount of points that they've got. Um, most recent results: a bit of a, a story coming out of Nottingham, and that we had a double-figure scoreline, one that I don't think we've seen in the Elite League era for a very long time, especially not with Nottingham. I think the Nottingham's highest ever defeat was a fourteen-goal. Um, a 14 goal loss against some team back in like the 60s or something. So Coventry came into Nottingham um, on Sunday tonight and put 10 past uh, 10 past Curlin. Wow! In goal, yeah, it was a, it was a shocker. But the reason why Curlin was playing was because the number one goalkeeper Kevin Carr, who's been fantastic all season, picked up a upper body injury uh, to his to his arm and uh, is unable to play. He's week to week. So they're looking for solutions. And right now, um, all, all they have to show for it is uh, a close game against Sheffield that ended in a 6-2 loss on Saturday and a, a 10-4, uh, 10-4 loss at home. Uh, didn't, the goalie for, uh, didn't the goalie for the Lions just get brought up too? Uh, yeah, so with... Um, with the way that the rosters are set out this year, Nottingham hasn't been able to have like a third string goalie or an up and coming goalie to play back up. So they're kind of borrowing goalies here, there, and everywhere. It's kind of a bit like, oh, who was it this year in, in the NHL? I think it's like Minnesota's gone through, but Buffalo's gone through like nine or like eight, eight or nine goalies. New Jersey. I know Vancouver. 
yeah, I know Vancouver's gone through like you know six or seven and stuff. It's been real tough. Um, but because Nottingham's not got a goalie on a two-way, they've only got one-way goalies. Yeah, uh, both playing, both playing for the top team. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Lucas Sheldon from the Nottingham Lions got the call. Obviously, wasn't playing Saturday. Took the trip up and filled in the uh, the e-bug role, shall we say? Yeah. Um, he he got he got on, he got on for warm-ups. He was there just in case anything injury-wise happened to Curling. Same thing happened tonight. We had a guy. Uh, Dan Green, a fantastic, um, uh, fantastic uh, commentator now for for the Nottingham Panthers, uh, but played I think seventeen, no nine nine seasons with the Panthers, maybe around that, um, and, re- and retired from hockey in 2016-2017, um, but got brought out of retirement tonight to, again, fill in that e-bug role because the Nottingham Lions were up in Whitley Bay, which moves me quite nicely onto how that, how that, how their season is, uh, is unfolding. Unfortunately, uh, they were no better off than the Nottingham Panthers this evening facing the Whitley Bay Warriors uh, up in uh, the north of the north of England near, near Newcastle. Uh, they were, they came out nine uh, nine nil losers at the end of that. Uh, tough place to go. Um, uh, tough rink to play in. Very cold. Uh, very unforgiving. And um, yeah, Whitley kind of taking that home home ice advantage and uh, and running away with it. Uh, some serious bus legs, I think, for for Nottingham uh, Lions in in that fixture uh, coming out today. Um, I don't have the table to hand i will try and bring that up uh but jeff is going to quickly talk to you about the phantoms who are in the league above the lions because they have kind of gone on a bit of a tear and got themselves a few places up higher than where they were last time we talked so if i am correct i mean i i know they were at the towards the bottom of the bracket just outside of playoff level for a little for a few games um, over the last few weeks, they've had quite a few uh, four-point weekends, as well as at least getting uh, two points over the weekend. Um, this weekend, if I'm correct, um, they did get a W today, but they didn't get a W yesterday. But like I said, over the last few weekends, they've they've been showing why they are who they are, and they are not out of this playoff race yet. I believe this was the last weekend for the actual uh, regular season, and then they go right into playoffs. Um, normally, if I am correct, the playoffs would have already been done and over with by now. Um, cause it's usually held in March, right? Like the playoffs start in March and like the first weekend of April is usually the, <clears throat> the yes, the final four. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering if it's because they just added in more games or if just, uh, due to, uh, the uh, making up games and the uh, CV-19 style season. If uh, that's why it is the way it is, I haven't really looked into it at all. But um, So I think uh, because, because there was some games postponed in the Elite League, they've pushed back the Elite League um, playoffs by a week because they had to fill in games. And that's kind of had to mess with all the schedules because the because the phantoms and uh, the, the league phantoms play in, um, they play they do their playoff weekend in Coventry in the Sky yeah. Dome Arena. It the means obviously, four. 
yeah, the final four goes 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 and gets played there for the, for that league. Um, it means that that arena needs to be available if Coventry, because Coventry could still be playing games. It means that every all leagues have had to be pushed back because of venues and yeah. avail- availability and stuff. Uh, quickly popped on to Elite Prospects um, to find the standings for uh, the Nottingham Lions. They are in eight. So at the moment we'll be playing the Solway Sharks, who they were most recently victorious against uh, well, three or four weeks ago, maybe maybe a little bit longer. Um, but they are only two points behind Blackburn Hawks, um, yeah. with Blackburn having a couple of games in hand, unfortunately. Um, but. Lions have one final fixture on the mat, on the uh, on the fixture list before playoffs, and that is the Solihull Barons, and they have been victors against them once, uh, maybe twice this season. So definitely points to get picked up there. And Blackburn Hawks are also quite a streaky team, quite up and down. So they could change. They could go equal on points. They could end up going. Uh, going ahead of them because of like goal difference or any sort of other tiebreakers and stuff, which means that they would end up playing the Whitley Warriors, which would probably not be the best, <laughs> the, the the best of them given given the given the recent uh, the recent nine nil vic- uh, uh, victory that Whitley came away with. Yeah, but playoffs um, are a different beast, though. I mean, they're definitely a different style yeah, of game. Definitely, and especially over here in the UK because we play a two legged quarterfinal, um, so. Similar to soccer or uh, football, however you however you view it, um, in some competitions you end up playing a home and an away fi- away fixture, and then yep. the two scores over them two games are combined for the final score. Yep. So it's like a six. It's almost like a six period game. Um, to think I about forget, it, I forgot the name of the uh, what you guys call it over there. It's been a minute since I, but I know there's a certain name that you call the two games. Um, I. So we, we call we call them legs. So okay. it's the first leg and a, se- a second leg, and then we call it an aggregate score. Yeah, aggregate. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's an aggregated score over the uh, over the two games. Um, so yeah, that's all that's all the fun to come up um, in the way that we do the uh, the playoffs over here in, here in the UK. Uh, so that was a quick quick rundown. But also, GB internationally has been represented uh, for the women's. And for um, I think the under twenty ones as well, um, but firstly the women's they got underway uh, this evening uh, five hours ago via Twitter. I'm seeing final buzzer goes. Great win to start the week for Great Britain against the Chinese. You can pronounce it better than me, Jeff. Uh, what was it uh, again? Taipei or t- uh, Tapene? Yeah, so Chinese tap, uh, Taipei. Uh, Great Britain came away 8-0 victors in that game. And Catherine Gale, big shout out to you getting the player of the game in that one. Nice. Um, best way to follow GB Women's Hockey is on Twitter. It is at GB Women's Hockey. Nice and easy. Um, there you can find live updates as they're playing uh, their international tournament out in Yaka in Spain. Um I believe they're playing Spain, obviously China. They've already played and one other team, uh, which eludes me as of right now. Um, 
it might be another um, Asian team like Japan or uh, somebody. Quickly scroll, quickly scroll. Well, while you're doing that, um, I do want to give – I am kind of biased when it comes to the uh, English Ice Hockey uh, League's uh, NIHL, uh, Peterborough Phantoms. If you've listened to the show, you all know why. Um, so I want to give a loud shout-out to them. Uh, best of luck uh, with their home-and-home uh, -home, uh, matches uh, this upcoming – or next weekend. Um, kick ass, take names, um, and walk away uh, into the next round. But just remember, it's one game at a time. So, um, best of luck. I will try to follow as best as I can on my side of the pond. Um, recently I had, uh, Mr. Uh, Weldon, uh, Will Weldon's dad, uh, contact me to write a little bit of, uh, something. So make sure, uh, you guys check out the program next weekend, um, with a little bit of words, uh, from across the pond about Will. Um, but other than that, um, just a run through on that. You got Telford Tigers, then Swindon, uh, Wildcats. Sheffield Steel Dogs and Lead Knights as your top four. Your bottom four is uh, Milton Keynes, uh, Lightning, Peterborough Phantoms, and the Basingstoke Bison, and then uh, Bees. Now, is it the top six or the top eight that move on? Uh, I believe it's the top eight. Top eight. So you have yeah. the one-team Raiders that are pretty much out of uh, contention there. So. Yes. All right. Yeah, and I think that's why. I think that's why they're. they're um, so, in that IIHF Women's Championship Division 2 Group A in Yaka in Spain, we have Latvia, Great Britain, the hosts Spain, Mexico, and Chinese Taipei um, are all playing to uh, win themselves a gold medal and advance to the higher division. Nice. And we'll be... So, yeah. So, again, um, Max and I do want to apologize. We have been... Uh, down for the last two weeks um again life caught up i know i've recently picked up a second job where i'm uh become a substitute teacher um i know very interesting i know people are like no way you've become a substitute teacher yes folks i'm a substitute teacher so i'm up from like the crack of dawn dealing with kids all the way until about 6 p.m and then trying to have enough time to get as much as I can done and prep for the next day. And then, so I do want to apologize on my behalf, um, as well as I'm sure Max will uh, fill us in on his busy schedule here as well. Um, so um, I do know that we also miss Mother's Day over in England. So from myself and. Of course, me, of course, Max. Um, all you mothers over there in the UK, we really hope you had an amazing Mother's Day. Hope your sons, daughters, husbands, girlfriends, wives, anybody that is close to you and your significant others and the kids below you treated you to one of the best days ever. Um, and that's part of the reason why Max was busy the last couple of weeks as well, too. Ain't that right, Max? Yeah, so if anybody knows uh, what I do for a living, um, you're going to get a refresh right now. So I work in the flower company, uh, well, for a flower company in the flower uh, industry, flowers and plants. So I was part of Mother's Day without actually um, 
well, probably part of many people's mother, uh, mother, mother in Sundays, because I, I helped deliver the flowers to the florist that ended up putting them in the lovely bouquets that went out to all the mothers, grandmothers uh, and the like uh, on Mother's Day. So, yeah, crazy, crazy times, extra hours, long days. And last week was full of sleep, relaxation <laughs> and catching catching up on everything that um i kind of shut out my life to kind of uh work crazy for a week um but it was all worth it as it always is uh yeah i love i love my job it's uh, it's fantastic it's easy um but you go crazy for about three uh three times a year you go crazy for valentine's day which has been and gone uh mother's mother's day uh, which has now been and gone and then we get all geared up for uh, for wedding season and christmas and I, I feel you on that because working with kids, you don't know what you're going to expect one day into the next. So, I mean, it keeps me on my toes. I absolutely enjoy it. Um, I, I don't like the 545, 6 o'clock wake up call, but that <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, but I do enjoy it. So let's get on to what has happened over the last couple of weeks. Um, so over here in the U.S., uh, where I live, we have the ECAC uh, finals. Um in uh, Lake Placid at the world-famous uh, Herb Brooks uh, Hockey Arena. Um, the team that I follow, uh, Clarkson, they went up against Harvard. Um, in the second game, in the first game, it was uh, Colgate versus Quimpiniac. Quimpiniac was the heavily favored just because they had been in first place the whole entire uh, year. Um, and they ended up beating Colgate 3-1. to one. They had an automatic buy anyway into the uh, NCAA Final Four. So whether they won or lost, they would have been in the uh, uh, NC uh, championship uh, brackets. As far as the game between Harvard and Clarkson, me and my buddy sat down. We were like, we didn't go to the game. We we're planning on it because we only live an hour and a half from Lake Placid. We're like, if Clarkson wins uh, tonight, we're going to hop in the vehicle tomorrow and drive out to Lake Placid. I was going to break out the kilt. The kilt of Kaniac was going to make a return. But unfortunately, Clarkson could not hold on to the lead in the uh, third period and ended up losing uh, five to three. Um, it, it was a heartbreaker, folks. Let me tell you, it, it was a real heartbreaker. Um, so the following day, they had the uh, final two teams. Um, and because of, uh, or because of Harvard's win on Friday night, it sealed them also a deal into the actual uh, uh NCAA championship. Um, and again, like I said, you had the heavily favored, um, heavily favored uh, Quimpiniac. Uh, that was, they, they're the ones that everybody thought we were going to win. They were ousted by a Harvard three to two in overtime. Um, I didn't catch the game, but I did see highlights. It was a really great game, folks. And uh, congratulations to Harvard for winning the men's ECAC uh, championship. Um, as far as the actual NCAA brackets right now, they are into the final four. Um, so on April 7th, which is uh, this Friday, you're going to have Michigan, which is seven and four overall versus uh, Denver two and one with uh, Minnesota three and oh, currently uh, as the standings show, as well as uh, Minnesota State. Uh, 1-0. Um, the game for uh, Michigan, that's going to be at 5 p.m. on Friday, April 7th, or Thursday, 
is it Friday? It's either Thursday or Friday. I think it might be Thursday. Um, at 5 p.m. on ESPN2, and then you have uh, the Minnesota game on at 8.30 p.m., same night. And uh, everything's being held at uh, the TD Gardens right now. So um, if you get a chance and you're in the area, definitely check those guys out. The uh, championship game will be held on uh, Saturday between the winners uh, between those two games. Um, another loud shout-out, um, especially last month. I know I kind of slacked uh, later. The busier I, I got, the less I was able to keep up. But it was Women's uh, uh, History Month last month. And to speak of uh, women's hockey, the uh, Boston Pride are back-to-back Isabella Cup champions. They won – in Florida, Tampa, Florida, of all places, where they had held or had the championship. <laughs> I mean, heck, I got long hair. I would have dressed up and skated around like a woman. I probably was, would have looked like a pylon because I'm a goalie, <laughs> but I would have done it to go to Florida, you know. Uh, but they beat the Connecticut yeah. Whale four to two in uh, the final uh, playoff game. So again, congratulations! I believe they are one of the first teams to go back to back as a. Uh, uh, professional women's hockey or now known as the premier hockey federation uh, women's professional hockey league um you can find their site at their official site is uh premierhockeyfederation.com go ahead check them out a lot of great stuff it's a short season but it's a really great season um and now leading into a really short season left is the nhl season we're in the last month of regulation uh we all I mean, is there anything you want to add in there, uh, Max? My apologies. No, let's no, no, let's uh, cover uh, covered perfectly. Um, I need to. Uh, this this is this is a shout out for all all women's hockey. I need a women's hockey team to follow. I that's the one that I haven't picked a team yet. So if there's any candidates out there, um, hit hit me up. You. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure if you if, if you listen to this, you can find my social medias or the uh, the Let's Talk Hockey uh, social medias. So um, give me a reason to, uh, to to follow your team. You know what? I'm going to do this as soon as we get as soon as this show ends, and you and I, you and I are BSing afterwards. I'm going to create a post. I'm going to tag all the professional women hockey teams and tell them that we need them to let us know why why they sh- or why we should follow them. And which team should it be, oh, yeah. and kind of have like a jockeying race? Yeah, we should. So. Yeah, who who should we pick, and why why should we pick them over the other teams in the uh, in in the league? So make sure to follow. I mean, even the even fans out there of each team, let us know who you want us to follow. Why you should? Why we should follow? Yeah. Um, now that their season's over, maybe we can reach out to some of them and see if some of them want to actually join the show and be a guest on here. Um, I am trying to get a good, uh, friend of mine that I grew up with. Well, kind of grew up with, uh, he's a, it's a friend of a friend, um, and <clears throat> from my small town, but he's, he has a hockey, uh, school called reader hockey Academy. <clears throat> um, he's helping the job out that I'm at, uh, currently here for a trivia night. But we'll get into later that later on when uh, we set something up for him to be a guest on the show. But, uh, yeah, um, I don't even know where I was going with this one. But, yeah, uh, for future guests, that's what I was uh, getting at. Yeah. So let's jump over from women's to men's because the we have pretty much less than a month before um, the playoffs start. A lot of things have happened. Um, 
Max and I are going to wing it on this show. Again, as we said, we've been really busy. It's been kind of hard to follow specifics. I know I've been catching highlights here and there, games here and there. So just mentioning games before we jump into the standings, did you watch that Pittsburgh or the uh, New Jersey Florida game yesterday? No, I no, I missed that. I I missed that one. Where was that one? So to make a long story short, never count out the Panthers when they're down by four and a half goals, or not four and a half, but four goals with a period yes. left. Never somebody, count them out. <laughs> somebody mentioned it to me. Um, oh yeah, uh, four goals in one period to come back to not only tie it but to win it in overtime. They complete the comeback as well as the win, too. So, congratulations to the Panthers. I hope you get eliminated in the first round. Um, <laughs> so, and that's coming from a Canes and a Rangers fan. So, I, I really hope you boys get eliminated quick. Uh, <laughs> so, just speaking of standings and where things are, uh, do you have any uh, input on that, uh, Max? No. No, no? but uh, looking, at, looking at the standings, uh, Florida's the only one with a little X next to their name. So they're the first team to um, fully consider, like, they're the first team that the, uh, the league has given an X to on their standings. So I'm guessing yep. that's the only one that's um, confirmed as a, as a playoff team. I'm shocked which seems that Colorado weird because, has it. Yeah, exactly, because they've got two more points than them. <laughs> they're on 104, Colorado, and uh, Florida on 102. So why yeah. Colorado doesn't have an X, I don't, I don't know. And I don't know – I and I really don't think Minnesota is going to catch up to them, nor do I think Calgary is going to catch up to them. So, just – I mean – Yeah. It, <laughs> unless unless that's like um, the, um, the X's – I, I could be completely wrong, but it could be like X is the division winner. Like Toronto is not going to catch them. Tampa Bay is not going to catch them. But then they seem really close in points. It just like, says not, clinch playoffs. Uh, both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, down the bottom there. Yeah. Well, it, it, there should be a lot more X's on this on this board. Oh yeah, easy. Um. So right yeah. now we're currently in the uh, Metropolitan. We do have Carolina in first, New York in second. Well, the Rangers to be exact, and then uh the Penguins in third. Um. And then in the Atlantic, we have a Florida who recently just clinched a playoff spot after today's victory over Buffalo. Um, and then we have Toronto and then uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, I don't know if you've been watching the Atlantic, but that's been kind of a jockeying race as well, too, except instead of being knocked out of the playoffs, it's just positioning versus the Western Conference, where it's like jockeying for an actual playoff spot, which we'll get to here in a second. Um and then your current wild card positions are Boston and Washington. Um, I was actually shocked to see earlier last week where Tampa Bay was in a wild card position at one point in time. Um, there's still that option because um, Boston is not that far behind. Uh, it's they're behind by like a game. Uh, yeah, one 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 win and they they tie up on points, and then I don't really know what the uh, what the tiebreakers are, but um, but yeah, that, that will get down to some that will get down to some like goal difference or some sort of some sort of wins in regulation or something. Yeah. Um, that, that's that's probably, that's probably what I end up coming down to. 
if 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 it only if it only ends up that way, and they're all on the same amount of games as well. So yeah, Toronto and Tampa Bay can't really drop a game as of right now. Exactly. Um, let's jump over to the fun division or the fun conference now because yeah. it's like every single morning you wake up and it's the only team that you know is not going to be touched is Colorado. Um, yeah. I mean, you look at the uh, Central right now. In the Central, you pretty much have uh, Minnesota and St. Louis that are going back and forth. Um, Minnesota got another win over my uh, Canes last night. Um, we're not going to talk about that, uh, which was disturbing because I don't care what team Mark Andre Fleury's with. It seems like Fleury just kind of like takes over whenever he comes to uh, um, Carolina. Uh, and we'll get to that trade here in a little bit. So you got Minnesota with 89. You have St. Louis with 86. Um, Nashville with 82. And it's been a first time in a long time where I've seen two set central division teams or just two of the same divisions in the wild card spot because you have Nashville and Dallas in those spots right now. Um, but I mean, in the central, I mean, you, you have, yeah, pretty much right now, those two are, those two are the only jockeying teams in the central. If Vegas can get their heads out of their asses and, and start playing the way that they're supposed to be playing, like they were at the beginning of the year, then they'll be right back in there. But Dallas, Dallas, Nashville, and Vegas are sitting there like rocking each other's boats. Um, uh, and then, I mean, what's your thoughts, uh, Max? Um, well, we, we we're gonna we're gonna get into the Vegas trade trade stuff very shortly. I know we are, and like that's probably what's biting them in the ass yeah. so much so much right now. And that's probably what they're gonna pin pin this uh, kind of stuff on. But they they yeah they need to do something uh, to to figure it out. They'll say most. Uh, we are getting to the bit like to the real business end. Like like you said, one month left. Everyone's got about twelve to thirteen games, roughly. Um, we're seeing the teams at the top really pull away, um, such as Calgary. Colorado's been doing it all all, all season. Um, I want to say that Minnesota is pretty much a lock for second, um, with St. Louis being behind by um, nearly two games, um, and. Yeah, everyone, everyone else from like Winnipeg, Chicago, Arizona, they're not going to. I, it would take a a long shot for them to uh, to kind of um, get themselves back in back into the back into contention. Um, no. Albeit Winnipeg, Winnipeg only two games two games difference, but they they're they're on seventy games compared to Nashville and Dallas, who have sixty seven and eighty six respectively. Yep. Yep. And I mean, I was watching, um, uh, well, prime example the other day, we all know Montreal's eliminated from the playoffs, but they just beat Tampa Bay in a shootout last night in Tampa Bay. And it was St. Louis first return to uh, Tampa. I mean, and yeah. I know we've discussed it before. It's not the teams that are already locked into the playoffs or know that are going to make the playoffs that you got to watch out for. It's the teams that, just don't have anything to nothing to lose 
and they're yeah. going to go straight in there, and they're going to try to take away those points from those teams. Um, so never count out any of those teams that have already been knocked out. So yeah, or or on or on the or who are on the outside, kind of looking in. Yeah. Um, I I hate to say it, but I want to say that the top four in the Pacific are pretty much locked. Uh, Vancouver in, in fifth with seventy three points. Yeah, they've got a game in hand on Vegas, but that's what uh, six. That's three. That's three games they've got to make up against Vegas, and even then, they're not even in a wild card position because they're not even beating Dallas or Nashville. Yep. Um, so, but I want to say the Pacific is as 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 things are going. I want to say the Pacific is pretty is pretty much there. It's just whether Vegas can out outplay Dallas, who. I don't. I don't know if they're meant to be good this year or not. Like, were were they were they meant to? Like, was Dallas meant to be in and around there, or were they like? I I didn't think they were. I I think they're just as big of a shock. I mean, they do have some pretty good players on the team. Um, mm. I mean, they got a rich uh, or Robertson, which yeah. has been yeah. a stud on the team. I mean, they got a few other big names, but I think they're more of like a unit where they come together and play as a team rather than having all these superstars on the team and just kind of like going at it and just whatever happens happens kind of night. Um, I mean, the only thing that's going to hurt Vegas from getting back into the playoffs right now is if Dallas does continue to win like they are because they are at 67 games played versus Vegas is 70 games played. So Vegas has to win the next 12 games in order to kind of like seal that deal. And Dallas has to drop at least two or three games to kind of like give the golden Knights that opportunity to bounce right back in and take a demanding lead. Um, Winnipeg. I mean, even Winnipeg isn't exactly in, but they aren't exactly out of it either. Um, Again. So say if Dallas and Vegas goes, starts going on a losing streak and Winnipeg turns their game around, they're right back into the contention. So I think it's going to come down to the very last game and the very last day before we even know what's what officially for the entire uh, Pacific uh, division. So, yeah. What, um, one, 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 post, one post I want to work on with you is uh, taking a look at um, or putting it out there as to, guys, if you're listening in, who do you think has the – or as, as your team – what do you think is your, um, or how do you, how do you feel your rundown for the next month is going to be? What's what's your next ten games looking like, and does it look likely that your team's going to get into the playoffs? So whether you're a Winnipeg fan, uh, Florida, oh, you know Florida's in, um, but yeah, those guys who are on the bubble on, on the outside, look at the next ten games coming up. Um, I've got Winnipeg's up right now, and they've got Detroit. Uh, Colorado, but then they've got a back-to-back with Ottawa and Montreal and then uh, Seattle. So you've got to think that there's three wins sat, sat there sat there for them and they've got a tough back-to-back against Florida and Tampa Bay. Like, this is where this this kind of scheduling kind of becomes a uh, becomes a blessing or a curse. Um, I mean, coming, coming, down the stre- coming down the stretch here. And just remember, Florida is beatable. I mean, New Jersey beat... I mean, yep. New Jersey didn't lose to Florida. New Jersey lost to themselves. It, it was a New Jersey <laughs> loss yesterday. It, I mean, it, it wasn't a Florida win. It was a New Jersey loss. 
straight up. I mean, Florida didn't give up trying to put the puck in the net, but at the same time, when you have a demanding lead like that and a team comes back and scores four goals to tie up and then win it in overtime, that's a team that falls apart on themselves versus a team actually coming back and winning a game. Um, I know that sounds odd, but that's how I feel about it. Yeah, Florida, Florida literally played like shit. They didn't really show any life until the third period. Out of all honesty, it was – and Florida was lucky to get the win that they did. So. In, in those sorts of games, I would love to be a fly, on, a fly on the wall listening to a coach or listening to the players kind of like, what did they say in that second intermission? But they came out in that third period and then decided to go, oh, okay, we're, we're a good team now. We can kick ass. Like, I would have been – Who was, who was saying the, what? I would have been along the lines of like, all right, boys, let's get our – thumbs out of our asses and uh, play with our big sticks instead of our little sticks for the third period and uh, put the biscuit in the basket and then go home and uh, bury something else later. You know? Exactly. G- give seven, them some kind of seven motivation. Beer, seven beers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, do you have anything else on the standings, Max? Uh, no. No, just just that. Just that look, um, um, if you're not already doing it, like I said, just Take a quick look at the uh, the schedule coming up for your team and uh, and and see um, if you're on the outside looking in how how likely does it be uh, does it be and should your team be tanking should should your team be like dishing off point dishing off points to get yep. yourself a better draft pick because like next year is going to be interesting. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think some of the teams that are on the bottom of the tier, what I. And we're going to get into this soon, talking about some of the trades. Um, watch out for Seattle. Seattle yeah. is going to come out stronger than they did this year. I mean, not saying they didn't come out strong this year, because if they didn't, they would be in the last place spot. And yeah. they've, they've proven to, uh, to the whole entire league that, yeah, we're a new team. We're not the Vegas Golden Knights, or we're not exactly a last place formatted team. So they show they've shown what they can do, and now with everything that they've, the future is going to bring them, which we're going to turn it over to everything that's happened in the last couple or on just before the trade deadline and just on the trade deadline. Um, so the trade deadline, if I'm correct, was uh, March 21st, right? Was it March 21st? That sounds, that sounds right. Or was it the 24th? Um, let me see. When did all the major – March 20th, because that's when all the major trades happen. Or March 21st. There it is. Yeah. Uh, March 21st. Um, so we're going to go back a few days. There's uh, one big trade. Um, where was it? March. I want to look at – so March – 14th i think it was oh no yeah so march 14th um the one big trade was the josh mason trade which uh, sent uh uh drew hellison from uh anaheim or from uh colorado to anaheim in exchange for a uh, josh mason um i think i did look at this a little bit beforehand but i'm pulling it up right now where uh let me see it doesn't say much, um, but it does say uh, Mason is uh, the first of three veterans headed uh, toward an unrestricted free agency to be moved by the Ducks. Um, 
the other two have uh, already been sent out. Um, we'll get to those uh, here in a minute. Um, but I mean, he's he's pretty much a rental player. Uh, he's a thirty year thirty year old. Um, that's heading to Colorado. Um, he's been with the Ducks since uh, two thousand fourteen. So that was the very first major trade. Um, the second one, uh, or the the next one I want to talk about is the Frank Vitrano trade uh, with New York. I'm not sure if you've been watching a few of the games with uh, uh, New York, uh, Max, but the Rangers. Go no. on. But, uh, yeah, he, I mean, a few of us fans of the Rangers, we weren't sure what he would bring to the team. Well, he's brought – he's been a scoring – factor a huge scoring factor for the rangers over the last couple of weeks i believe within the first couple of days that he got traded to the rangers he scored uh two goals right away i think he was one of the quickest ones i think 18 seconds apart um in us in one of the games um after the trade i mean it was just a beautiful beautiful uh setup each one um and then march 16th you're looking at the bench rot trade uh that was that was a big trade from uh, montreal to Florida, and then in return, uh, Montreal got Tyler's uh, Milanic, which was playing with Quimpeniac at the time um, in the uh, NCAA or the ECAC uh, championship uh, rounds. So um, I'll let you go. Do you got the uh, trades up? Yes. Yeah, I do, yeah. All right. I'll let you go into the next uh, few, uh, talk about them. So a couple of them. Um, are actually pretty big trades. Uh, well, I kind of want to get into, well, quick, quickly talk on the Seattle Kraken because all they did was just pick up picks. And uh, I want to see, I want to say for the next, they have 19 picks over the next three years combined. Yeah. And like, a load of sec, a load of seconds, a load of thirds, like for a team that's not been doing too well in the league, like winning games, etc. cetera, um, they have cleaned up at the uh, at the trade deadline and for the next few years to come they've got trade fodder in the way of picks and also um they could they could quite easily use use them picks to set themselves up for the next 10 years let alone the next let alone the next three so i just want to say like they may not have done much in the uh in the expansion draft, but they're going to do plenty in, <laughs> they're going to do plenty in the, in the future drafts coming up. Almost definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. And, even trade see. The, and I guarantee Go you, on. I mean, they got a really intelligent uh, staff uh, yeah. in the, oh, in the gosh, management yeah. system. Um, some of those second round draft picks and third round draft picks coming up in 22, 23 and 24. I, I, I won't be shocked if they actually upgraded those trades and use them as a package deal to try to either get players instead of draft picks, or if they would yeah. actually go, all right, I'll offer you this many draft picks to take this one round draft pick. Yeah. And I mean, they have a really intelligent staff, so I would not be shocked. Um, the, and- the next one, the next one that I've got on my list that I wanted to talk about was uh, Boston uh, bringing bringing in uh, Hampus Lynn home um, and then Cody Curran uh, from the, from the ducks, uh, Boston with a couple of the things that they've done over the uh, trade, over the trade deadline, they're going, they're going for it again. They're not counting themselves out They're they, you know, they're, they're in it and they've ended up adding um, 
adding to the uh, to the roster that's only going to make them better. Yeah. Like they they get they're going to be competitive again this this playoffs. It's not, like it's not what people thought maybe at the start of the season or after the first couple of months, but they can't be counted out now. So when you mentioned Boston, I got a really good buddy of mine. Um, I know he listens to the show every now and then. So I want to give a loud shout out to my buddy, Chris. He's a huge, huge Boston fan, but he can't stand Sweeney up in the <laughs> upper management. Cannot stand him. He's pretty much every year. He's like, you know, the, the Bruins could be good if they did not have Sweeney as up in the upper management. Um, but, uh, me and him were discussing about Boston and about their playoffs and about Boston is one of those teams that's going to try to be the best team in the league all the time, but they're going to sit there and they're going to make it to the playoffs. Yeah. And once they get into the playoffs, it's almost like a light, light switch. It's a different team. Um, they've proven it over the last few years. Like they, they aren't really jockeying. I mean, they did the one year when they won the uh, president's show or not. No, never mind. When they won the Eastern conference, uh, final and went to uh play st louis mm-hmm. but and then the following year they're in the bubble they didn't care they were already there they they were jockeying in the uh, round robin they didn't care and then the yep. following year i mean it was just as long as they got into the playoffs it's all it's like a flip of a switch and so him and i would sit there and discuss that and i mean as long as marshawn keeps his head out of his ass and on the ice instead of <laughs> off the ice and waving as people are going into the stadium as he's leaving because he can't play. Um, Boston is so, going to be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to get, they're going to get a favorable matchup and the, that TD, that uh, TD garden is going to be absolutely rocking as it always is. It's, it's a cauldron to play and it's hard there. They play, they play a harder style in, in I think Boston is, built to play playoffs in the way that they in the way that they play games they're built to play playoff hockey when the whistles are away a little bit more they can you know they can kind of get away with a bit um yeah um as for me being a rangers fan and a hurricanes fan i hope you choke bruins i hope the first round (laughs) you get knocked out you're playing video games or on the golf course by the end of the first round but you know best of luck have fun Enjoy it while you're there, and I hope to see you on the uh, greens uh, after about five games. So, um, that's how much I love the Bruins. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you love you, yeah, you just love to hate. Like, yeah. I've got I've got there's because because the the Panthers are black and gold. You see a lot of Boston fans because they're the same colors and whatever else. Like, oh, okay, I, I get I get the sentiment behind it. Um, but oh man, just just yeah, I I can't not that I can't stand the Boston Bruins. I just there's just it's just a dislike, and I think it really stems to the fact that they smashed up um, Vancouver in the final in 2011. There's only a but, few th- yeah. good things that ever came yeah. out of Boston. No, oh, yeah, Amer. Well, the first uh, first uh, part of America's um, Sam Adams. The beer. Oh yeah, yeah. I do you like Sam Adams? Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, and then maybe Bobby Orr. Other than yeah. that, it's just it's Boston. I can't stand Boston. <laughs> Mind uh, you, I, I 
I do like I do like the Red Sox and uh, and all teas. I've, I've got to give a shout out to them because yeah, that, that, that was uh, that was fun times watching <laughs> watching those guys kick kick, kick shit around. Uh, um, it's only fun when they got, beat the Yankees. But oh yeah, oh yeah, it's the, the only fun game to watch is them versus the Yankees. Um, but a more fun game is uh, watching uh, Claude Giroux in the different uniform. Something yes. that I did, so, something that I did not think I would ever see. If I'm honest, so we all knew that he was one of the bigger names, um, and, and he went early, and he went early too. Yes, um, he was. I mean, we all knew because what it was is, if I'm correct, the Thursday or Friday before the trade deadline, um, they celebrated him playing a thousand games. Yeah, because his dad read out the uh, the lineup card. Yes, but he didn't play. If I am correct, okay, or, or no, he did play, but then I believe they went up to Montreal right after, or they went to Canada, and he didn't go on the trip. Yes. So everybody knew that it was coming. They just didn't know to who. Um, him going to Florida, I did not see it. But I mean, after picking up Ben Chirac from Montreal was an amazing and talented defense. They just picked up one of the best centers in the league minus yep. a few other teams um right now. They're they're aiming to get that cup this year. And if if they don't, then they still have time to rebuild a little bit. Um Drew I think is a pretty much a rental. I think he if I'm correct, I think Florida handled half of his uh, salary as well as um, Philadelphia kept half of his salary, possibly, and then he's a unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Um, and the funny part is, is they got him for nothing. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to say a hundred percent nothing, but I mean, Tippett, um, a first 2024 first round draft pick and a 2023 uh, third round draft pick for Claude Giroux. And I, I, it's you look at what Florida got versus what Philadelphia got, and you're you're just like mind boggled. Um, as what I mean, and I know we're not going to go over all the trades. One trade, or one team that I am kind of disappointed in, is Chicago. Okay, because they sent Hagel to uh, Tampa, who's been playing phenomenal for Tampa since he's uh, got sent there. Um, I mean, Chicago got a first round draft pick for 23. They got another first round draft pick for 24, along with uh, two uh, under under names, which probably are up and comers, but uh, Katuchik and uh, Radish. Um, if you do remember when Chicago was going through all their tr- uh, all the trouble that they've been in this year, and the coach came out and said, "Everybody is trade bait." I don't care who you are. These three names on the team are not going anywhere. Everybody else, you might as well prepare to find a new home because you're yeah. all part of the uh, yard sale. Chicago only made what? Three three big moves. Three. And their biggest yeah. one, which everybody wants to talk about or has already talked about, is the Marc-Andre Fleury trade. And they pretty much sold Marc-Andre for nothing. 
I mean, a first round draft pick in 2022, and you're not even sure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing that they already know who they're going to go after. But, I mean, what, what pick in the first round? You know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've got you've got to think that Minnesota are going to go like with the way that they're built right now. Like that, they're they're built to get to the third round. Like I, I could I could see I could see them in a conference final. I think they're I think that Minnesota is going to be that team, that black horse team in the playoffs. That's if there's if it's not Calgary or, or if it's not Colorado, Minnesota is going to be in the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah, and you got two, the two best goalie tandems right now between Talbot yeah. and Flurry. So. And people were saying like, oh, um, like uh, analysts and uh, uh, media guys were like, they've brought in Mark Andre Fleury. Isn't that isn't that a kick in the dick for uh, for Talbot? Like, no, he's got more help. Yeah. Like, he's he's not going to be angry about this. He know he knows he's got the team to where they need to be. Mark no. Andre knows that he uh, like Fleury knows that he's there to do a backup role and steal a game here and there for them. Like Talbot's going to be the guy. Yeah, and, and he knows that the team knows that they just bring like if Mark Andre was available, I, I'm sure, and like every team would have put an offer in. It's just oh, that yeah. they decided to, they decided to go with uh, with Minnesota, uh, and that's where he, and that's where he's landed. But if any team like even, even Toronto, even uh, he, he said he wasn't going to go to he said he wasn't going to go play in Canada, but even um, like. Any of them top four teams in, in the division, if Mark Andre Fleury is available, you see what you can do to get him, regardless yeah. of your goal, regardless of your goalie situation. And I, I do believe that I saw somewhere on Twitter where um one of the uh, writers for the uh, uh Toronto Sun or something like that basically kind of like was a butthurt and threw a big old tantrum on uh Twitter because Mark Andre <laughs> Fleury wouldn't go to a Canadian team and I think somewhere that I read it could be false or it could be negative uh, or it could be true but Mark uh but Fleury does not want to go to a Canadian team. He, no, he, he came not, out and said it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He so, was. I think he was. He was either asked in in an interview or um. But it came out through his agent or something. It's like, yeah, he's he's not going to go play in Canada. Yeah, and so if, yeah, and if correct, isn't he? Uh, let me see. I'm pulling up the trade info right now because they only signed Don Flurry for what one year in Chicago, or was it a? I think he's there for the next year. I think he's got two. I think he got a two year deal. Okay, so I'm trying to see if it says anything about the money situation uh let's see he carries a seven million dollar cap hit this season and uh will become an unrestricted so he's a ufa this summer oh okay. um yeah so i'm guessing that chicago is retaining that seven million um sign on uh yeah from this past year from the trade uh, I have a funny feeling that if Flurry doesn't win it this year, or if he does win it this year, he's gonna request to go back to Pittsburgh and retire as a Penguin. I mean, <coughs> he he's done everything; he's proven everything in the league that a goalie can do. Um, I think the only other major trade 
during this time, I mean, there's a bunch of trades. I mean, if you go on, I'm looking at TSN right now. Um, if you go to yeah, tsn.ca, you can see a bunch of them. Um, but I think the last major trade that we could bring up is the uh, uh, Giordano uh, trade yeah. to uh, Toronto, um, where Seattle picked up, like you said, more draft picks. Um, so Seattle sent uh, uh, Giordano. Or Gir- is it Giordano or Giordano? There we go. Um, and then Colin Blackwell. Yeah. Um, and Mark's been a great fit so far with Toronto. Uh, he's, I think he's even put a couple points up on the board already um, since the trade. And Toronto looks like they're doing a lot better. Um, there's one other one. It was a Pittsburgh trade, um, which I never heard of the guy, but it was – uh, the Raquel trade from uh, uh from okay. Anaheim. So Raquel, uh, Pittsburgh was extremely excited to get him. I'm not sure if uh he recently got injured, but I know as soon as he came into the team, came to the team, he he hit the uh, ice running and just played his. He's been playing his tits off. So um, <laughs> um, but, you got then, yeah, I was. We've kind of, unfortunately, we kind of covered it. I was going to think like who, who's kind of made the biggest impact, uh, but obviously we know that through Mark Andre Flory doing what Mark Andre Flory does. Yeah. Uh, but another one, um, I think this happened a couple of days before, um, kind of all the all the other big trades went down. But Tyler Toffoli over to, um, uh, over to the Flames. Calgary. Yep. I think that yeah, was about had, two weeks. Yeah, and, ha- and had an instant impact, um, like into the team, got a couple of goals, yeah. um, a couple of assists here and there, and I think he's quite quieting down a little bit, but just makes the flame makes the flames even more scary. Oh yeah, I mean, look what he did when because I know he had a lot of uh, animosity when he got traded from Vancouver to Montreal, and I mean. When he got yeah. traded during that shortened season, he came out with a man on a mission. I mean, he he tore up that Canadian division with points. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and between, I, I can't remember if it was in back to back games or like it was. It wasn't back to back games, but it was a two. It was a two games within a week against Vancouver, and he scored six goals. Yeah. In those two, in those two games, and I think what I think one of them was a four goal game as well. I mean, he'll he'll shine during the playoffs. I, I guarantee you, he will shine during the playoffs. Um, yeah. For uh, uh, Calgary, and then I mean, like I said, the three teams that are going to come out of the West, I think, are going to be either Calgary, Colorado, or Minnesota. And Minnesota is going to be that one team that nobody would have expected to be in the uh, conference final or the Stanley Cup final. Um, yeah. But those are the three teams that we're going to have to watch out for. I'm not too worried about the other teams in the West because I'm not a huge West guy. Um, as much as I love Vegas, I don't. if Vegas makes it, I don't think they're going to get out of the first round. Um, mm-hmm. And just speaking of Vegas, before we stop talking trades, um, we definitely have to talk about the Dadnoff trade. Um, the Dadnoff trade was supposed to send uh, – Dadnoff and I believe one other, um, let me pull that information up real quick, um, to Anaheim. 
Anaheim sent over, um, let me see. Let me see if it's up here still. Uh, March 21st. I'm not sure if they took it off or not, but yeah, it looks like they did take it off. Um, Christ, I wish I would have pulled, had that up sooner. But uh, they were supposed to send him uh, during the contract disputes. Um, they felt it was pretty much Vegas was trying to get rid of Dadnoff illegally, which they had to bring him back, which forced uh, their salary cap issues to skyrocket because now you have Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone, and uh, one other person on the sidelines as injured reserves because of their cap space. Um, they can't really send anybody down um, that has a certain amount of money, I believe, based on their pay because they have a lot of that going on. They knew that bringing Jack Eichel in this year was going to also do that to him. And then when Mark Stone got injured, they're like, oh, that frees up the cap cap space. But now they're having that issue again because Dadnoff wasn't able to be traded, which I think they had a plan to trade Dadnoff all along. And then it just kind of like backfired on them and contract disputes and no, uh, no trade clause or, um, yeah, no trade clause, uh, type yeah. deal. So, yeah, the, yeah, the, the trade was, uh, Dadnov, uh, to go to, um, uh, to go to the docks along with a conditional second round pick, uh, in return, the, uh, Knights would receive John Moore. And the contract for Ryan Kessler, um, yeah. so they were going they were going to eat eat up that eat up that contract, which would have given them enough space to, like you said, bring up some guys who are on long term IR. Um, and even I believe at one but, point in time, Arizona did that with uh, Pavel Datsuk from Detroit. They just Pavel yeah. Datsuk had already returned to the KHL, and Arizona just took on Datsuk's uh, uh, value. Um, well. I, I I know it's pretty late over there, Max. We'll we'll get uh we'll get going here in a little bit. Um, I don't think we're gonna we're move good, in. I don't think we're gonna move into anything that has happened over the last couple of weeks as far as players and stuff. Um, I know we've talked a lot of, of uh, uh, English to hockey. We've talked a little bit about the uh, ECAC and the Final Four uh, for the uh, NCAA. Um, a little bit of the uh, women's hockey, um, and then kind of dove into upcoming playoffs and the possibilities and now the trade. Um, and I know it's about midnight over in the UK right now or almost midnight. Um, <laughs> it's, get, it's, get, it's getting there. It's getting on its way. So um, I do want to let everybody know, again, we do apologize uh, with picking up a second job for myself. I'm consistently busy from like, 6 30 in the morning till about 6 30 at night and then trying to do my own individual stuff and i guarantee you max is the same way with his job um and his hours the way that he works so um we'll go ahead and uh close up shop is there anything uh you want to shout out to uh max um no we, we usually do local businesses and stuff but Unfortunately, with how busy I am, I've not been able to kind of get one down. I will get a, uh, I will get one for, for next week. I will do a bit of a shameless plug um, to myself. In fact, 
I have got a little bit of a shout out. I want to shout out the Ultrigum Jets up in Manchester. Um, well, compared to me up in Manchester in the north of the UK. Um, as a lot of you know on the show, I've been doing commentary work with the Nottingham Lions. Their season is coming to a close, as we discussed at the start of the show. But I still want to be doing commentary. Um, if any of you follow the uh, follow my other podcast, the Let's Talk Hockey page on Facebook, we did a uh, live stream on there in Peterborough with the Nottingham Outlaws facing the Peterborough Predators. Um, I'm looking to do more of that again. So I'm linking. I've been managed to get in contact with the guys over at uh, the Altrincham Jets. They're going to send me over some dates and um, hopefully some more live stream commentary coming through. Uh, let's talk hockey uh, coming soon. Um, all previous shows that needed to be edited are edited now and ready to come out. Uh, the Matthew Toussignon episode was our best episode by far that's been listened to um, more than any other. So thank you so much if you have listened to it. If you haven't, go and check it out. It's available on all um all good uh, streaming services such as uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Just check out Let's Talk Hockey UK. The UK part's quite important because there's other Let's Talk Hockey podcast names out there. Um, and I've had some good news in the fact that I've got a couple of guests lined up for new shows going forward. So we're going to be doing new shows, new guests, um, and exciting things to come on let's talk hockey nice uh make sure you throw a feed out there when you have them on the show see if they want to chat with the uh with this show too not that I, not that we need guests but it would be nice to bring a couple in i know we again our schedules have been busy i need to start reaching out as well myself too so um my buddy matt that's uh i'm gonna try to get on the show real soon um he's really big in the hockey industry over here um his uh hockey school is really well known so um i want to give a loud shout out to matt um i've heard a lot of good things about your school um it's down in uh let me pull it up real quick i know it's down in maryland um so just look up uh reader hockey academy um it's uh it's a really great program um i know he's uh helping us out at messina pal um the uh, youth organization that I work with uh, for a few prizes at our upcoming uh, trivia night. So my two shout outs are going to go out to Matt Reed um, at Reader uh, Hockey Academy. Again, you can find him on Facebook. Uh, one of the easiest ways to find him. You can also find him online. Um, just uh, Google uh, Reader Hockey Academy. The next one is uh, the one of the places that I work at uh, the uh, Police Activities League of Messina. Really great foundation, really great organization. We're a nonprofit organization. So um, at the end of this month of April, we are hosting a, a trivia night here in Messina, New York. Um, it's uh, it's going to be six teams of, uh, or it's going to be a teams of uh, six at $120. Um, we do have a 50-50 going on. We have a silent auction going on. We're going to have a, a raffle going on. Um, and a lot of other stuff and just let you know that all the money that we raise there goes towards the kids. It goes towards the activities. It goes towards keeping us able to provide for the kids. Um, and 
I've learned a lot over the last month about a lot of this and a lot of that that I didn't realize was going on in my hometown when I was growing up because it, I just didn't uh, know about it. So if you have any of those questions about uh, our Police Activities League, feel free to shoot us a message. Uh, you can also find them on Facebook at uh, Police Activities League of Messina or Messina Pal. So um, those are my shout outs for the week. Uh, anything else uh, from uh, your side of the pond, Max? Uh, no, just keep in touch with your UK hockey um, any way you can if you're finding it interesting. If not, we'll catch you on the uh, the next show for more of an update as uh, as the UK hockey hockey scene rolls along. Um, like I say, check me out on uh, Lions uh, YouTube channel for the upcoming uh, playoff game, and also check out Let's Talk Hockey on Facebook and on Instagram for. More podcasts coming out, more hockey chat with uh, pro and rec players, and um, hopefully coming soon, a couple of live stream games from the UK, rec hockey games from the UK. And uh, again, uh, make sure you check us out at uh, uh, What The Puck uh, Podcast. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, just go in the search engine, type in What The Puck Podcast. And uh, look for our logo. I'm going to be switching it up. Also, before we do end, it is Autism Awareness Month. Um, so we want to give a loud shout out to all those that um, are that do have autism or have family members with autism like myself. And I'm sure Max knows of or has has uh, family members um, or friends with it. Um, so I just want to say, make sure you reach out. And uh, if you don't know much about autism, there's plenty of sources out there. So reach out, find what you can. And until next time, this is Jeff and this is Max. And you, I hope you all have a great night, a great morning. Wow, I, I'm really tired now. Um, and uh, <laughs> good evening, good night. All that other stuff that we miss. Also, make sure you give a loud shout out and go follow our sponsors at uh, Forchette Clothing, um, eFlow Nutrition. Uh, make sure when you go to check out from them, you use our promo code at WTP2021 to give you a nice little uh, discount on your order. And also make sure you go check out uh, Hockey Art Clothing Company. So until next time, you all have a great one.